Welcome to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. Listen in and learn how to use new mind, body, and spirit wisdom and supportive tools to move beyond your fears, self-doubts, and limiting beliefs. Tanya is devoted to helping you heal pain, illness, and trauma so you can enjoy a healthy body and balanced lifestyle. You deserve to fully live your passionate, purposeful life with abundance and freedom. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life, an inspiring, empowering series where some of the world's cutting-edge mind, body, spirit, healers, coaches, and leaders are coming together to share with you their wisdom and their tools so that you can move beyond your fears, self-doubts, and limiting beliefs, so that you can heal pain, illness, and trauma. I'm your host, Tanya Penny, self-love catalyst, vibrant body, and abundant life coach. And I'm here because I'm devoted to helping you heal your pain, illness, and trauma, so that you can enjoy a healthy body, a peaceful mind, and balanced lifestyle. You really do deserve to fully live your passionate, purposeful life with 100% abundance and freedom. Today, I'm excited to share with you the wisdom of William Linville. We are going to be diving into the topic of trusting something bigger so that you can heal and receive 100% in all areas of your life. So before we dive into this, conversation. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about William. I know some of you may have heard him speak before, whether it be on my podcast a few months ago or all the other ways that he speaks um, on the planet. So um, let me tell you a little bit about Will. William is a divine presence of clear creator consciousness that has transcended all of the lower levels of the physical form as well as all of the survival levels of the physical makeup that came with an embodiment which he stepped into on a surgery table in 1996. He is here on the planet to assist you to clear out all of your egoic conflicts and structures that have held you back from fully, completely marrying with your higher levels and lower levels, removing all of the structures that have kept you in conflict, the fears and barriers that have limited you and created so many separations within your consciousness, the levels that have kept you separate, segregated, and polarized from the whole universe as a whole. (sighs) And I must say, um, I have been doing some work with Will now um, this year, and that is why I'm so excited to share him with you today. Um, I feel like I've made so, uh, I've been doing this work for a long time, but I feel like I've gone to another level this year. Um, and doing this work with Will and um, the marrying the higher and low, lower levels, as he says it. So, welcome, Will. Well, thank you, sweetheart. Big for seven years. How are you, gorgeous? <laughs> I'm doing awesome, and happy full moon. How are you? <laughs> oh, I am having a blast more than ever, and running, singing, dancing, assisting, and expressing, and also enjoying all of creation as a whole and beyond, sweetheart. Well, that sounds so like a blast. Just have it a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's playtime, playtime, playtime. 
Oh, I love playtime. And I know a lot of people um, that are listening are, you know, still experiencing their summer and, and having a blast. And I know they're going to be amping up in a little bit uh, in uh-huh. heading into the fall, heading into the fall. So um, it's an interesting transition that's, that's coming upon us and just all that's happening right now um, at this time on the planet. And I feel like that's why it is so important that I – I decided to focus this month on the topic of trusting your something bigger. I think it's really important on the planet right now. And um, I guess my first question to you is, why is trusting something bigger important to healing and having an abundant life? Well, it's kind of funny because, you know, I was looking at this a little bit ago, and it's kind of funny. So right now, let's all just take a deep breath and let's attempt at least to depend on just ourselves, just the perceptional beliefs, the energetic levels, the emotional levels, the psyche, the sub-psyche levels, even depending on just our body levels, just the physical mass principle. So now, let's depend on ourselves to take care of the weather, take care of everything, uh, taking heart, unfolding and unfolding, within and through our day-to-day life streams. Let's even depend on ourselves to be healthy, whole, and complete, safe, protected, or not protected. Let's depend on ourselves to make up or come up with all kinds of interesting answers about how everything works and how we go through it, we run through it, but yet it's interesting because we try to do all this, including taking on the weight of the world depending on oneself, and how much denser, including taking on the the relationship level, and all the does all the stuff around can make sure we're clear, making sure we're speaking properly, making sure that nothing at all with our partners are misinterpreted, Let's take all of that on. And then, once again, back to the weather, making sure we're wearing the right costume, so forth and so forth and so forth. Within our everyday functionability, then, of course, taking care of the abundance level to make sure, of course, you know, just all this pressure on ourselves. Just make sure, you know, everything's going to meet in, not just today, but for the rest of eternity and beyond. And let's just try to make sure, make sure, make sure, be super-duper, overconfidently, perceivably sure that everything is really black and white. We have no surprises. Because remember, with the mind, it's already decided, even in the womb, pain is bad, comfort is good, the point of life is being deserved. So we also got to take take care of no disturbances coming in. So this is, you know, look over our shoulder, look all around us. We've even got to make sure that the house is safe, or our dwellings, or however, and that nothing's going to harm it. Nothing's going to affect. There's going to. We have to protect it even from tornadoes and earthquakes and interesting weather patterns. So let's also take that on. 
Yeah. We, I mean, you know, of course, we've got to take care of our current vehicle. We have to know full well, quadrillion percent, this going to get from point A to point B. And now, we also have to then look down through into, all around, our physical mechanism, our physical embodiment, and making sure that every single particle or even any sort of cellular communication is upright and clear and pure to where, you know, all systems are a go and everything is getting along in your physical presence, your physical conduit. And then from there, making sure, making sure that all is well, all is well, all is well, and that there's going to be no, no, no breakdowns 20 years from now or 100 years from now, or two weeks from now. Now, it, you know, it's interesting, because that's just playing it small, for example. That's just barely touching the basis. And then we have to make sure that the ground in which our physical conduit and instrument is walking on is, let's just say, solid, safe, that nothing at all is going to give out, that nothing at all is going to break down. So we've got to make sure each and every step we physically take is all taken care of and then and all solidified to where we're not going to fall into any sinkholes and all this interesting stuff. <laughs> and then, of course, we have to make sure that our shoes that our feet are wearing are uh, comfortable to wear. The body can maintain, with all of our assistance at work, maintain spryness and keep it moving and moving and moving. So we've got to make sure, you know, we're not creating any plantar situs and all this uh, interesting stuff. So we've got to make sure the heels move in, all the metacarpals and the carpals are working. And then the metatarsals and uh, tarsals are working. So now we have our hands and our feet. Okay, we definitely got to stay on top of that and pay attention to it because it might get a mixed message and the index finger may cross over the middle finger and it may start creating all these blockages that creates all sorts of fungi and buildups all the way through our system, going all the way up our arm, then we have to drop our arm. It's kind of interesting, isn't it, like gangrene and all that funky stuff? And it's odd because we definitely got to be on top of that. And then, you know, if you really want to have a dating mate, play the dating mating game, well, of course, we got to make sure the hairs are strong, vibrant. We've got to make sure they actually work. That they're not too stiff, they're not too frail. But yet, we've got to stay on top of ensuring that even the hairball is healthy, whole, and complete. And then we have to, you know, play chemistry with balancing out proteins and all the little levels of oils in our system. So we really got to get involved with that. And we've got to make sure we're not taking over or under the right amount of vitamin E. And then, I mean, that's just one small part. Now we have to figure out what kind of vitamin E, what structure, powder, <laughs> liquid, gel, that our beautiful physicality is going to prosper with. And then, of course, you know, if you really want a hot date, you have to take care of the nails and all that fun stuff. So I call them hooves, really, because they're technically hooves. But, but then from there, you know, we have to make sure they're strong, they're not brittle. That they don't flake away and crack just by looking at them. And then, of course, we have to find the perfect, we'll say, welcoming or seductive color. 
to where we can feel, because if we do that, then, of course, we start feeling more of our divine feminine and start feeling better about ourselves because that part was kind of left behind. And then taking all that pressure about feeling good about ourselves and making it translate into the rest of our physicality. We can call it divine masculine, divine feminine, so forth and so forth. But we have to find a way, shape, and form to be okay without being misinterpreted, of course. To let it emanate and express and expand larger and larger. Then, of course, you know we have to really get involved in this one. Make sure we don't have too much hair on the physicality or too little. So we don't want it to be a Care Bear by any means or Snuggles. <laughs> okay. But so you're open. What I'm hearing you as you're as you're saying all these things that I I am. Um, my ego says I'm I'm to be in control of is what I'm hearing. Is uh-huh. I'm just feeling a tremendous. I, I'm laughing because it's it, it, like as you keep going, it's so ridiculous. All the things that we think we have to control. And it's true though. I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> well, if you look at it, okay. If we don't have our creator consciousness, if we don't have our higher levels. Let's just, for a minute, just take a breath and look at how much there is. And I I haven't even gone through everything yet to take care of, stay in charge of, stay in control of, make sure everything's working, making sure the emanation of it and the presence of it is there. Make sure everything's just, quote, i.e., right. Okay. Yeah, it's a tremendous, I feel in my body as you're talking about everything that I'm, quote, unquote, supposed to take care of and keep an eye on and control my um, my solar plexus is just a uh, knot. Exactly. And it's getting into complete thorough overwhelm and dyslexia, sweetheart. Because remember, some have um, diversity of a mind, so they can do many things at once. Some just have a one-track mind. And the only thing is this in front of them is their pancakes. Okay. And then others... It's way out over there sometime in a few years um a few years ago or a few years in the future. So it's interesting, isn't it? And some yeah. minds are so preoccupied <laughs> on protecting itself and I say itself of the mind of the egoic structure as an identity. I mean that is a heck of a lot of busyness, isn't it? Uh, it is. It's it's no wonder, you know, I, I think when when you feel the weight of the world on your shoulders and that you have to control everything and do everything versus relying on our our higher our higher level something bigger god whatever you call it uh-huh. i mean for me i know it created a lot of anxiety sometimes it created depression and eventually it created multiple sclerosis right um, exactly you know, like chronic illness uh-huh and it's kind of interesting isn't it because here we perceivably are wanting to control and control and control, but isn't it interesting? You cannot control another fully. Okay. There's others that play that realm, want to be told what to do, blah, 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 but you can't really control them because mm-hmm. they are a consciousness within their own, right? You cannot really control the elements because once you start to try to control it, it's going to go all over the map. 
once you start to welcome it, it's going to flow. Because if we try to force it to be sunny tomorrow, I promise you things are going to be all over the map there. But if we just say, all right, I prefer it to be sunny or rainy, whatever it may be, watch how it starts to change. Because there's not this huge amount of force encapsulation and encapsulation, but yeah, where we start to merge out, branch out, and open up more and more and more. Isn't that amazing, sweetheart? It is, It is. Will. I mean, I know a lot of people listening. It's interesting because I... You know, I I got away from quote unquote spirituality and and trusting something bigger because um, I had a pretty negative experience um, growing up Catholic, and uh-huh. you know, so there I went through about ten years where I really felt that I had to take care of everything and control everything and to, uh-huh. to survive, right? To survive and stay safe in the world. Exactly. I know a lot of people listening probably have experienced some level of that as well. Um, and even people that say that they're spiritual or that they believe in something bigger, you know, I know that that they to some level are not fully trusting, connecting, trusting, and turning it over. So yeah, it's kind of how like do we wanting, do that? <laughs> it's kind of like, like wanting to believe in something bigger versus really with all of our heart. I'll say connecting and opening to that. So right now, let's just take a breath. And let's just let ourselves, as we take another breath, start to relax just into the heart rate, the heart. To where we can feel the heartbeat, we can feel the blood pumping. We can feel the ventricles, atriums, and aorta pumping along. And now, let's just take another breath and just merge further into the actual organ of the heart. Let's even for a minute start to look, start to look for what's even, what started the heart rate and the heartbeat, all the way to what's sustaining it right now. Heart's blood just doesn't pump for the sake of pumping. There's got to be a source or a core to it. And let's just let ourselves take another deep breath in through the nose, holding for a moment, exhaling through the mouth, and sinking further even behind the heart as we're going right through it into what I'll call the abyss, the openness. Now let's go ahead and we can do two, one of two things. We can explore it further and just letting ourselves for a moment, I'll call it relax for the sake of words, but start to be totally engulfed by the abyss. Or the other option is to just turn the light switch on in the abyss. One's not better than the other, but something has to be at the source of it that is keeping it going and going and the heart pumping and the systems and all the systems in the body going. There has to be something, even when we're listening to nothingness, 
I'm trying to take silence. Something's got to be there that has been guiding or even giving the first initiation of activations for the mental level, even to be able to have a mental level or a thought process. Something's got to be behind the thoughts. And then we have one thought, then we have semi-silence, then another thought. Well, right now, it's interesting because the thoughts are almost like animation, but something's got to be given in life. But then from there, let's just let ourselves start to merge right into the spaciousness between thoughts. Because literally, I mean, they're very far away. They're just coming in so quick, it seems like the mental level is running. So let's go into that space in between thoughts. Just letting it fully, completely, that spaciousness overtake you. To where right now we're just literally going into the total, complete abyss or openness. The unmentally known or emotionally known, the unphysically known. Now let's just let that chasm <coughs> grow and grow and grow. Emanating, permeating, amplifying, and growing. Let's just sink right into it or float right through it to its source. So let's just let it source. Become clearer and clearer, lighter and lighter. More and more and more open. As we just let the body take another breath and start letting it come closer and closer. To where we can start to see and feel the lightness, the liveliness, and the vibrancy becoming clearer and clearer and clearer from this source consciousness. And what's it starting to look like and feel like, sweetheart? Well, I noticed that my solar plexus area began to loosen. And uh-huh. um, it's interesting because I've always had a lot of GI problems, and I know that this is related to that. Um, uh-huh. And I noticed that my chest is starting to feel a little lighter. It was feeling, I realized it was feeling pretty heavy before, like I was suffocating. Um, when you were telling, saying all the things I had to control. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's not even all of them by any means. Okay. I, I know, I know. <laughs> it just, well, yeah. just continues. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, for the ego it does. Um, oh, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. So I feel, I, I, I began to feel my body loosening, shifting, and just feeling a little more relaxed and spacious. Uh-huh. But I also heard my ego. I also, but I, I just want to add. I also 
kept hearing the little voice, uh, the little, I'm going to call it the ego voice, saying, uh-huh. you know, saying, okay, this is all nice, but um, you still have to be on alert, <laughs> something okay. like that. And, and, and fair enough, fair enough, okay. But if we're going to go there, or say we're even going to listen to it, buy into it, hook, line, and sinker, you know, just as fair, okay, let's at least be fair with ourselves and start to really question the ego right now. Of you know, hmm, you're telling me I have to be heightened alert because of something, okay? But it's interesting as well, sweetheart, because what could and where do we feel any sort of invasion or danger and what does the ego have to share where it's coming from? Um, well, it just came in, and and it's a past thing, right? Like if I let down my guard um, because of, you know, experiencing past trauma and not being safe as a child and having bad things happen to me, and a lot of people listening probably had that too. So my ego says, okay, um, it sounds really nice to, like, let go and let this something bigger take care of everything, but they didn't take care of it in the past, is what my ego is saying. That's understandable. Mm-hmm. But let's, let's at least be fair with it. Okay, that's all true. So let's all honor that, hook, line, and sinker. But then let's ask why. What was going on? Where were we at in our live stream? Or we can call it our journey. How much were we perceivably <sighs> super asleep, hardly listening, and perceivably super alone? How much did we feel feel vulnerable to all the ones around us? How much did we even give them so much power, so much energy, and turn it around to perceive that they're basically the end-all, know-all, and they want all this interesting domination of power and control over you, over your physical forms, and over your consciousness. And then, hmm, looking at it now, how much are we willing to give them or it as far as any sort of energy or power anymore? So what I'm hearing you say is, as children, you know, we we don't necessarily always have a choice, and and, you're and now right, uh-huh. right, and now as adults, we do have a choice whether to let that past continue to run us right um, uh-huh. into high alert. But then, uh, this is a question I get a lot, and I just want to hear your take on it is why did those quote-unquote bad things happen in the past if there's a something bigger looking out for us? Well, it's kind of interesting, sweetheart, because here we are on our own journey, doing our own thing, trying to meld in and fit in to, we'll say, the belief systems around or um, the family monad, so forth and so forth, Okay. And then, of course, you know, we're going to start getting closer and closer, per se. We're actually going to start 
living underneath each other's wings, per se. So we're letting mom, dad, whatever, however, run the show. And we're kind of like little um, uh, servants, if you will. And mm-hmm. we're letting ourselves be underneath their wings to where it's basically giving all of our power away to them. And we're getting super duper, you know, we can get into dependency, codependency, and all these funky phrases. But really, so, so overwhelmingly connected and taken over within and throughout the family monad, including adopting different perceptions and even seeing the truth through their eyes, not your own. Mm-hmm. It's where you get closer and closer, more and more, I guess you would call it, taken over, taken in, and running this way, that way, and the other way, and being ran this way, that way, and the other way, to where things get so colorful, so sappy, that it starts to become stronger and stronger and stronger. And then it's interesting because we start losing ourselves right in the midst of all this colorful stuff, we start to, I'll call it, forget all over again who you are. You start to even either have it taken away or give it away, your independence and your specific uniqueness, just to fit into, let's just call it the mold and the script of how we're supposed to be based on our title, whether it be daughter, son, cousin, aunt, or whatever. And then from there, it gets so much denser and denser that somewhere along the way, you're going to have a beautiful wake-up call. It may be dad taking advantage of your physicality. It may be mom's constantly striking you or doing the same. And it's interesting because it's from there, it's like we're being pushed out of the den and we're being pushed out of the den very dramatically, of course, and sometimes traumatically, of course, but nevertheless, we're being pushed out, jolted out to where we're way out over here all on our own. And then we start to realize, huh, do I even really want to fit into that role in that script? Because I, I've been getting sucked dry, sucked dry, losing who I am in the process, who I really am, and losing my own openness, connectedness, vibrancy, and life force. I think you start realizing, or I'll just say waking up or coming to terms with, huh, you know, I really don't fit into those shoes, even though, of course, it's what society, family monad, acceptable, and so forth, okay? And to where now we're on the outside, looking at it all for what it is. And now, it's interesting because now we're being given the brilliant opportunity to have more and more of an overview and clarity rather than getting sucked, sucked in hook, line, and sinker and being overtaken hook, line, and sinker from all this interesting, colorful stuff that's playing out, playing out, playing out. And now we get to have more and more clarity. We get to see through the whole forest and the trees rather than being so consolidated and crunched in just to this tiny little, I guess I'll call it identity or box that we're supposed to play out, play out, play out, and of course, act out. Okay. Now, from there... From there, it's interesting because some have been beaten, beaten and whipped into submission. 
but interesting how there's still that glimmer that is attempting and attempting to pull them out of it, sweetheart. Wow. So did we turn did we turn against all of our philosophies of mm-hmm. what a family like Brady Bunch, Leave it the Beaver, and all that funky stuff? <laughs> you know, super codependent and kind of odd. But you know, and that's supposed to be the cliche family model. But from there, it's not odd how now we see through it, and we're just not, I'll just say, affected, suckable, or overtakeable by it. Yeah, so it's it's I think talking about oh, wow, like so much. Um, what I'm hearing is that as we're growing up, our we give our power away um, to what you call the family monad, and and that actually is what creates the the separation or the connection between ourselves and something bigger is when we give our power. You know, instead of connecting and 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 trusting and following our, our guidance, something bigger, whatever you want to call it, we are giving it away and doing what, quote-unquote, the family monad is telling us we should do. Yeah, and then, of course, that's just the family monad. And then we go into scholastic, education, and then we're given another dear one to give our power to that's barking down all this stuff at you, being that of the teachers at times. Not every teacher, but for the most part. And then we start going through that. And then, of course, we're introduced to religion and told to give our power away to um, the man-made God that is constantly on that little pedestal and on that big giant chair constantly hurling down uh, all sorts of interesting sorts of punishments. Judgment and rules and, ju- and, and judgment. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then... We decide right then and there, wow, I am always going to come up a couple feet short of where I'm wanting to go, so why even try? Because you're constantly taught and told, of course, that you're constantly in servancy but constantly being beaten down at the same time until you get numb to it and you call that reality. And who wants to be connected to something that is and trust something that is judgmental and has all the rules and all the punishments. Those that are afraid. Because it's interesting. There's two kingdoms here. One that says, hey, bring on, let's go, show me what it looks like, and let's flourish. And then, um, which, of course, takes a lot of courage, clarity, openness, and willingness to run forth. And then the other side which wants to constantly give their power away and give responsibility to a source consciousness, and we'll call it God in in that frame of reference, from the religious God, that they can always blame and so forth and so forth, never take responsibility for their own life stream, mm. and where they can constantly, without a shadow of a doubt, be told what to do. And those that are afraid to step out of their own to arise in, within and throughout their own. And then some, they go join ashrams to hide away in an ashram, still wanting to be told what to do. By a guru. Yeah, they're they're constantly putting someone on the pedestal to tell them what to do and how to do it. And it becomes very interesting because eventually 
you know, I honor it to a certain degree because they're still searching for, I'll just say, a creator within themselves. Okay? They just don't always know what they're doing, consciously speaking. Mm-hmm. But they start, there's different levels to it, but they start arising and arising and arising right through it to get moving, to get hopping, and to get emanating and amplifying more and more and more and more to move forth or run forth and take off. And then waking up fully even within that establishment. And it's interesting because, you know, I play with a lot of diversities of dear ones that come from all sorts of walks of creation, from rabbis all the way to mother superiors that have been Mother Superior for 15, uh, 20 linear years that started waking up in the process, sweetheart. They were no longer just repeating, repeating the same thing that they heard and were told. Mm. They start arising and arising and waking up in the midst of where they're at on a true courageous um, search and knowingness to start a whole new journey in the process, sweetheart. So... I completely agree that it takes courage, right, to to step out and those that want to play in the kingdom of, I guess you would call it co-creator. Uh-huh. Um, you know, want to take responsibility, want to step into their quote-unquote power, want to be co-creators with, with something bigger. You know, how do they make that transition? Like, what what can we do on a daily basis so that we can move more fully into that kingdom. Well, it's interesting because let's just start easy. Let's just ask ourselves, not what the mind or the ego tells you, but I truly, sincerely want to know what I want. Whether it be an intimate loving relationship with the heart, whether it be running a business, whether it be um, a facilitator, a conduit, a coach, a mentor, whatever the word you want to use. But, you know, really, I want to know what I want. I really want to make a huge impact and difference. Or maybe I just want to get by. But at least we have that opportunity to be able to welcome in, I want to know what I want, and then watching it start to physically as well, starting to present with you and for you, even sometimes as simple as a stream of clarity of thought forms that start, um, that's a, I'll say, tentatively say guiding you, but but from there, you start following it and then stepping up in the midst of it to where now we have our creator consciousness Right, I'll say hypothetically above, just putting all of this in front of us, and then physically, we take the physical, let's just say, appropriate steps or however, and we start to watch how all of the manifestation realm and also beyond the manifest, how it all starts to match up, and then our plans start to change. So let's not be locked in on the plans, but then when we flow with that, they're being changed to steer you into that realm of manifestations to allow for the manifestational realms to come right into your day-to-day personal life stream. Ooh, I love that. So, so, would you say, um, so would you say that like every morning it would be really beneficial to start your day with that question, um, I want to know what I want? 
exactly. And I would say yes until um, you really start to get it and you really start to know it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because when I say I want to know what I want, oh, I promise you all sorts of fun things are going to (laughs) avail themselves and present for you. But now, okay, we look at one, we look at a thousand. All right, this over here really calls me. So great, let's run with it. And then we start watching, even outside physically, whether it be chance encounters, which are quite divinely orchestrated, or phone calls coming in, and different connections being rearranged to complement that manifestational realm. And then then sometimes we we may say thank you, but no thank you. Yeah, so when when we start to get guidance, um, when we ask the question, I want to know what I want, and things start coming in, um, I noticed for myself, and I, I have been practicing asking that, and sometimes things will pop in, and then, of course, um, that little ego voice will come in and and have things to say about it, like you don't have the money for that, or other fear-based, you know, uh-huh. other fear-based stuff. So what do you do when, when you start to hear what the guidance on what you want and things start happening and then the fears start coming up. What do you do with that? <clears throat> well, it's kind of like I don't have the money. Okay, so let's honor that. Okay, we look at our bank accounts, underneath our mattresses, the piggy bank and all that. <laughs> we may not see the money right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, just factually speaking. Okay, but then we start to question, okay, right now, I may not. So, all right, I'll call it higher levels, universe, whatever. Let it present. Let it show up. Let it take care of itself. And it's Mm. interesting, you know, um, it's interesting how it all unfolds itself, unveils itself. It's kind of interesting because there was one time where I was still in a wheelchair. I was just about to get out. And I was presented with this trip to Peru for a week or so, okay? And I believe the price tag was somewhere around five grand, okay? And at that time, it was still in a state of, you know, just having a little bit more than enough to for milk money, if you will. So I said, all right, you know, let it present, guys. And it's interesting because I, I just kept running forward. And what I had right in front of me, Everything that continued to unveil itself and show itself. And it's interesting because from there, now, I could financially afford to take that trip and many more, if you will, over time. And it's interesting, sweetheart, because now, oddly enough, it's kind of a head-scratcher. Because hmm. why am I not interested? Hmm. And yeah, now that the money's there and you're not interested, that is interesting. Yeah, and it just doesn't have any appeal. So it's interesting how um, I could take my consciousness to Peru, and it's interesting. This is where you really get to see it for what it is rather than um, seeing it through the eyes of others, okay? And that's where it makes it, you know, so much more directive. But it's interesting how, you know, it just continues to grow and grow and unveil more and more and more, sweetheart. Hmm. So what I'm hearing you say, well, is that and, we ask. And how you we out- ask oh, um, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, and how I outgrew the whole Peru dance without even going there physically. 
So sometimes the things that present when we ask the question, I want to know what I want, uh-huh. it might just be, it may not mean that we're actually meant to do it, but just the willingness um, to consider it. Well, and all right, you know, put it together, guys. I'm more than willing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I laugh because um, I spent a week in Zion National Park, and from there I was still located in San Diego, and I drove past Vegas, and I was saying to myself, wow, how blessed I am not to live there. And it's kind of <laughs> a riot because I, I went to Zion, came back a week later, and within a month and a half, two months, I, the door was presented to go to Vegas. So I was laughing hysterically. But then, you know, it's interesting because everything took off from there, sweetheart. So I'm hearing it's really the willingness to open up, ask the question, and when guidance comes in, to just be willing and say, okay, higher level, something bigger, whatever you call it, source, um, Bob, <laughs> as you yeah, said exactly. Exactly. Um, just say, okay, show me, like, show uh-huh. me the next step, right? Show me the next step. Show me, like, yeah. make it happen. Make it happen versus I have to make it happen. Exactly, because from there, it's interesting because physically speaking, not a lot is going to make a lot of common rational sense. Mm. Even coming to Vegas didn't make any common rational sense. I had a beautiful company in California, High Integrity Massage, and things were jamming and growing and but then, all right, this tour presented this opportunity. Great. And, you know, it's odd because nothing was broken in California. Matter of fact, everything was just grown and taken off. But then, mm. all right, I made the appearance in Vegas for our speaking event. And, wow, how things have taken off from there. Because San Diego just grew from traveling all around San Diego, um, Beverly Hills, Palm Springs, and all of that, to the whole planet. I, I love that you said that. Uh, two things that you said. One was that um, oftentimes our guidance will not make sense. And, uh-huh. you know, re- uh, rationally, rational sense to the ego. And number two, it, it, things don't have to be broken in order to, you know, like for me, I live in Sedona, but I was guided to come to Bend, Oregon, for the summer. Uh-huh. And people would think that might be crazy because Sedona is beautiful. But it's what I was guided to do. So it, things weren't necessarily broken. I was just guided to do something else. Well, exactly. And then you look at all of that and how much has come out of the trip to Bend and then how much came out from the trip to Bend that's going to affect your live stream back in Sedona to where you don't feel contained or confined, sweetheart. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. These are some really good. Ooh, this is some good stuff, Will. And I see that oh, you a blast. Uh-huh. <laughs> that we could go on forever on this topic. And I know that our, uh-huh. our time is coming to a close. Um, so I know that you have a free gift for us um, for people that would love to um, connect more with you and and learn from you. And it's called How to Let You and the universe express through you and receive in all areas of your life. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, the the program is um, insightful. It's a dance of letting go and allowing the whole universe to flow through you and all around you as well as as you express your brilliance and the giving and receiving in one. And it's interesting because we address 
you know, how to dance with the whole universe and um, letting it flow through, but also be with your higher levels flowing through you, as well as watching all of creation start to really go many different ways, but it starts to create, you start creating and opening up more and more within your manifestational world. And then there's a few um, walk-through exercises of moving from head games into feeling your presence within the physical body and activating the full embodiment of you. And I say full, but yet it's a fullness, but a, a level of uh, parts that are just continuing, really to continue to grow and grow and expand. And then, you know, the willingness to courage, but also the openness of expecting, expressing your genuine essence. And then there's a part about parenting of the indo, indigos, the rainbows, crystals, and so forth um, within their live streams, the little light beings that are coming in right now and continuing to grow. And then uh, finding more, or let's say opening and coming to terms with, but also finding more and more freedom from carrying all to the loads of others all around you to where we're not so much picking up on all the, let's just say, um, colorful stuff, but how we're opening, we're emanating, we're amplifying exponentially and running and running and dancing. And then your presence beautifully opening up to bring more light into the more densest denser places within sometimes your body, sometimes your mental level, sometimes your exponential world, but nevertheless, which starts lighting up and lighting up and lightening up more and more and more. And then uh, how what it feels like and what it is like to unconditionally give and express without any sort of agenda and how so beautifully how we're able to receive without any, let's just say, sacrifice, negotiations, and otherwise within our headspace, but where we're in a dance of the giving and receiving becoming one. And then from there, you know, there's so much more that continues to grow and grow and emanate, amplify, and grow faster and faster and clearer and clearer, sweetheart. Hmm, I cannot wait. <laughs> and I, I always uh-huh. <laughs> can't wait to to um to experience that well. And um yeah, I just want to thank you so much. It sounds like a wonderful um gift that you're giving and everybody who's listening, um, just so you know where you can receive Will's gift is if you are listening on my web um, my website page, you can find it directly below this audio. And if you are on iTunes, um, you can come over to TanyaPenny.com and click on the podcast um, link, and it'll take you to the page where Will's gift is and really all the experts' um, amazing free gifts are. So, yeah. So, gosh, Will, thank you so much for, uh, yeah, just for being – being you, being the light in the world that you are right now, and just helping lead the way. <laughs> and well, the and challenging you too, planet beautiful. Time. Hmm. Well, you too, and all the fun that we get to sing and dance, flow with, flow through, and flourish with, that is just continuing to really just begin, but continuing to grow, 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 open up, emanate, permeate, and grow, to activate, to initiate, and to amplify so much more, sweetheart. Oh, well, you make it sound so fun and um, <laughs> like it's like yes, I want that. Um, I don't want uh-huh. to control. I don't want to control, and I don't want to try to make things happen anymore. And I really want to, you know, quote unquote, go with the flow and completely hand over everything 
to that creator consciousness um, and, and just yeah. follow follow that. Yeah, because anything less, I mean, that's where you start to internalize, try to grasp onto, and only one you're really hurting is yourself, which you definitely don't deserve that. So from here, it's where we get to move forth, open up, emanate, amplify, and continuing to expand and emanate and also expressing and receiving in one to where, you know, it's become so much more open, fluid, amplified, and integrated, sweetheart. Mm, Thank you, Well, And I just want to say thank you to everyone who is here um, listening to the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life podcast. Um, Hopefully you've gained a lot of um, yummy stuff from today's today's interview. Make sure to check out all the interviews that you feel called to. There's a lot of amazing experts and wisdom and tools here. And definitely grab Will's free gift. Um, how to express through you and, and the universe to receive all. And if you haven't yet, also grab my free gift, the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Starter Kit, the 10 keys um, to healing and living your life of abundance and freedom. So, um, Will, any parting words today? Well, just that we love you, we honor you, we adore you, and your journey is truly just beginning, and there's so much more, so much more accessible, enjoyable, but also there's so much more that is awaiting to be handed to you and given to you, and the more that we just open up and really just open up our heart, our arms, and so forth, well, the quicker, the more vast, and more hyper-drivedly spedly everything in your live stream is going to become. I say yes to that. <laughs> hey, bring it on, Tweart. <laughs> bring, bring it on, bring it on, and have a blast, everyone. And um, thank you. And we look forward to connecting with you soon. Um, and remember, progress, not perfection. Um, all this stuff, just baby steps. It takes practice to really fully embody it. So um, have fun with it. Be gentle and compassionate with yourself and others. Bye. And be, ni- be nice to yourself. And be, yes, be nice to yourself, number one, and then let it flow to everybody else. <laughs> well, and thank All you so right. much. It's been such a blast, sweetheart. Thank you. Yes, it has. Well, thank you. And again, thank thank you to everyone who's here with us. Um, let's uh, let's have a blast and, and shift the planet, right? <laughs> Bring it on. Bring it on. Thanks for listening to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and be sure to leave us a favorable review at iTunes. And remember to visit tanyapenny.com to receive all of your favorite free expert gifts, including Tanya's virtual workshop, The Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Blueprint.